Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Dallas, your topic today, why you shouldn't fix your interest rates. And you're talking about loan interest rates here, aren't you? You're talking about the standard home loan interest rate or the rental property interest rates. I am, I am. Yes, thank you. I was was actually going to preface that with this should this actually should be a very short podcast because that's only what we're talking about. If you've got some $100 million loan facility for some um, business that you're in or something like that, you probably should be taking advice from an actual loan <laughs> specialist, not some not some lunatic like me on a, on a podcast that's geared towards people over 50 getting set up with their personal finances for retirement. So, yeah, great point there. We're, we're talking about your, your home loan, your investment property loan, those sorts of things. Now, where this sort of came, why this is sort of relevant is for a lot of people, I think what's happened is as as interest rates have come down, mm-hmm. there's a lot of our our clients and and people of sort of of our or our uh, age of client that have lived through very high interest rates and they remember those you know fifteen seventeen percent interest rates. So as they see those loan rates coming down to four percent, you know three and a half percent, three percent, there's almost an, an instinct to 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 grab that and to mm. and and I can understand why and to lock that in. And go, I, I never thought I'd be able to fix my home loan at you know two point nine eight percent for for two years. This is just amazing. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I have to, I have to take advantage of this. I just feel like I don't want to let go of that and and let it sort of drift back up. But basically, um, the theory that I've got here about why you just should never fix your home loan interest rates is that. There's a price to that that's built into what the what the banks are offering. Again, this is one of those things. If you think about this logically, NAB isn't offering you a fixed interest rate out of the goodness of their heart. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing that because they know that for some people, the the fixed rate is is a uh, is more important to them. Having that having that stability, having that locked in, is more important to a lot of people or well, some people than actually getting just the pure cheapest rate. So. On average, I would say, as a rule of thumb, fixed interest rates are, would you say, half a percent dearer than your variable rates? Yeah, look, there's obviously different terms and different yeah. different periods of time and different uh, um, stages through the interest rate cycle, but that's that's a fair assumption, I, yep. I think. Um, half a percent is is probably about right. Yeah, it's it's really a little bit like an insurance premium, isn't it? It is. It's exactly. It's what it is. it's it's, yeah. it's it's like you're paying. Yeah. Half a percent more for the insurance premium, that that the rate won't won't go up. Won't go up. Now, um, uh, the it's it's a either or scenario. The rate yeah. will either go, go up or the rate will either go down. <laughs> yeah. So people don't often. I find they don't often take into consideration the other side of that, yes. which is that there's right. a chance that the rate will go down as and well. So the variable rates will the, go down. The 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 buy at the loss aversion thing, where mm. you know if if interest rates are at three percent and and you can lock it in at three point five percent for for three years or five years, 
we sort of we, we're worried about the rate going from three percent variable to four percent variable. We know that we'll feel that pain of mm. when we're paying four percent, we'll be kicking rocks, going, oh, I could have been only paying three and a half percent on this, and mm. this is this is unfair, and I, I should have done that. Whereas, as you just said there, it can go the other way. And there's nothing magical about low rates that, as we have seen for the last 10 years, that just because a rate is lower than what it was doesn't mean it can't keep going down. So, mm. you know, if, if, you, if you lock in at, you know, 3.5% when the variable rate's at 3% and then that drops by half a percent, it's still the same cost. It still, it still costs you that, that, you know, what, you, what you've given up there is... is is the same amount as what it would have cost you if that rate went to 4%. So that's, I guess, the first thing is to start is that on average, fixed interest rates have to be higher than variable rates. That's mm. just, again, if they weren't, NAB wouldn't offer those fixed rates. There's, there's no reason why they would give you stability, peace of mind, all these things for no for no cost. They wouldn't take that risk on. There, there's yeah, You're 100% right there. And if you actually extend the term out... Yep. Like the rate actually goes up. Yes. So if the if the yeah you know, if fixed rates now for one year are two percent, um yeah uh over two years they might be still two percent. Over three years they 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 become two point four. It, it becomes two point four, and then over any longer than that, yep. it's up. It's coming to yeah you know, yeah to to the high twos. Yep. In that example, so so um. At the risk of hijacking your topic, no, here, no, you go. There's there's a couple of things that I've always thought of, and and one is a twelve month fixed rate is absolutely useless <laughs> yeah, yeah. because because it, it just it just flies by that period. Of time. Well, I would argue that a five year <laughs> fixed rate is absolutely useless. And as a five well. well five year a five year fixed rate is so much higher than the the, the, the current variable rate. Yeah, generally speaking, that I, I think it's you yeah. know. So, so in that case, if, uh, again, besides the point, so you're picking somewhere in the in the middle usually if you're yep. fixing in. You pick yep. most people tend to pick a three year rate mm. Mm. or something two or a three year, and they're going okay. Well, I can my variable rate's two percent, my three year rate's two point four percent. It's only point four of a percent. You know, I'll 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 sort of wear that extra cost because then I can I not have to worry about interest rates mm. the next three years. So, I guess my my th- my theory on why there's, there's a number of reasons why I don't think it makes sense is that. Number one, you are you are incurring that extra cost of, of mm. forty basis points. Point four of a percent is is the extra cost. Now, in theory, if you're really if you one of the things that you could do is you could just go, I'm going to pay that extra point four of a percent. I'm going to pay that off the principal line. I'm going to keep mm. it on variable, on a variable rate. I'm going to pay the extra point four off the principal, and I know it's like a like you said before with insurance premiums. I know that in three years' time, I have paid that much off my off my loan. I've paid an additional amount off the principal of that loan, even if rates have gone up a bit. I've I know that I know how much is, has come off there anyway. I'm likely to be better off to the tune of, of that amount. So that's kind of why I think yeah, if you're going to fix for three years, it doesn't really that make make that much sense. You, you could just take the extra the extra cost saving and pay it off the loan. The second part of it to me is that. Most people, you're not normally fixing a rate that's going to stay the same until the loan's paid out. You know, mm-hmm. most people that have, you know, they might have a two hundred thousand dollar home loan and they're fixing it for three years and they're paying thirty grand a year off it. You're still going to have one hundred and ten thousand dollars left at the end of that, you know, separate to the mm. the calculation of how much interest in principle you've paid off. But it doesn't. It's not as though you're locking in the rate that you're going to pay for the lifetime of that loan. So you still you still have the same issue in three years' time where whatever's left on that loan. 
if if rates have gone up, you still have the higher rate to pay on on the remainder of the loan anyway. Mm. So, I guess that's to me one where the the only time emotionally that could make sense is if you go, I've got five years worth of of I'm going to be able to pay off this loan in five years, and I want to lock in that rate, and I know what I need to pay every month in order to have it squashed within the five yeah. years. Look, the other thing too that if you again using the three year term as an example, so if mm. yeah the the current variable rate. Uh, was X percent and the three-year fixed rate was 0.4% higher. Um, To be out of pocket, what would actually happen, have to happen over that three-year period is that interest rates would need to go up on variable rate by 0.8 of a percent. Yes. And and the reason for that is that whilst you're um, on a variable rate and it's 0.4% lower, yeah, you're you're winning. Yes. Yeah. At that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. If rates do rise. Yes. Uh, even if they only rose by 0.4 of a percent over that over that three year term, you've had that period of time. You would have had a period of time where you'd paid less under. Yes. What the fixed rate was. So, the fixed rate, whatever the margin is, whatever the gap between the variable rate and the fixed rate is that you're locking in over that term. Rates have to rise by double that amount, yep. effectively, for you to be out of yeah. pocket, generally assuming, speaking. So, assuming that that happens halfway through. Well, like, well, it gets into I've just yeah. never, ever seen rates rise by 1%. You know, <laughs> like, like, like they do. Yes, I mean, the, yeah, the, reserve, yeah. the Reserve Bank yep. meets on the first Tuesday of every month. Yes. And they can technically do adjust interest rates. And I mean, yep. individual profitable banks can raise yes. or lower at any point in time as well. But usually it's set by... By there's some sort of um, benchmark back to what the Reserve Bank of Australia sets yes. as the rate. Now um, you just never ever see them. You know, they're usually stepping it up or down in 0.25 percent, quarter of a percent yeah. uh, steps, and then they pause. Yeah, and they see what see the what data happens. comes through, and then yeah. they and then they adjust again. So I mean, very rarely do you do you see. Um, anecdotally, as well, I'd like to add. So in the last 20 years that I've been in this industry, I've I've seen probably uh, I've seen countless occasions of where people have actually fixed in yeah. rates, and in the recent in recent years, rates have been coming down. So anyone that's actually fixed in it's has um, it's been a natural tilt to the fact that they've actually lost out on that equation because yeah. rates have. But in the in the first ten years of my career, yeah, there was rates that were all over the place. So yeah, yeah there were rates that are going up. There were rates that are coming down. There was a period of time where rates went up and rates came down. Yeah, um, I've, I've I've hardly ever seen people get the fixing in equation correct, even in rising markets of yeah. interest rates. And here's why, I think that is the case. It's a little bit like changing their investment strategy, their superannuation fund. It's done reactively. Yeah. So what happens is that you know, interest rates are sitting at 3% and they're on the variable rate and then over a series of you know, 12 months, what happens is the Reserve Bank of Australia steps up by four times a quarter of a percent yep. so that the rate's risen to 4% and that's when people usually fix in yeah. and they're fixing in then for a three-year term and you know, instead of fixing in at 4%, they're fixing in at 5.5%. Mm. Uh, for that three-year term, or, or or if it's even longer than that, yeah. it's 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 higher than that, and they're doing it reactively, and that's yeah. why that's that's why I've just uh, like my belief is that is that is that I've hardly ever seen it right, yeah. 
because of the fact that they're actually doing it reactively. Well, we're, we're agnostic to what interest rates, yeah. what, what people do on their interest rates, like yeah. what we want to... When, when we're looking at things, we're saying... We get asked the question a lot of times, yeah, yeah, sure. would you fix in or would you go variable? And we always say, yeah, we'd go variable um, most of the time. Uh, in fact, all of the time, yeah. playing the statistics... Yes. And relying on the statistics yeah. of the average of the variable rates are yeah, lower consistently than lower than the average of the fixed rates. Yeah. And, um, and, and look, we're, we're more about having a workable plan to pay that loan yes. off and down and out yeah. um, by the time someone retires. So we're, we're really agnostic to what someone's decision is. And so we, we, I've just we, we've I've just hardly ever seen anyone get it right when they've decided to fix in. Well, the thing about it is, again, you've got to think who's on the other side of that trade. So if if you as the individual think, even if you are trying to trying to time the bottom of that and go, I think rates are going to go up. I'm going to go to NAB and fix my interest rate. NAB NAB's not, you know, it's not like they're not thinking about what interest rates are doing in future. Mm-hmm. So if if you think interest rates are going to go up and NAB thinks interest rates are going to go up, NAB is just going to raise the price of their of their fixed interest rate home loan. They're, they're just mm-hmm. going to. It's, it's exactly the point that you just made before, Michael, about trying to time investment strategies is that when all of the information is readily accessible to, to all of the people. So if you think that you're going to fix in at a rate that's going to, that you're going to sort of get one over NAB, it's highly unlikely. I mean, if you think about how much, how much time and energy they would be spending on trying to forecast where interest rates are going. And, and again, banks, a good bank is actually agnostic about where that Hmm. rate is going because they're just building in their margin but they're not going to let you fix in a five-year rate at the you know at the variable price if they think that interest rates are going to go up over the next five years they are going to make you pay Hmm. extra so that they're not out of pocket over the next five years so that's i guess the first part of that is you always got to think about who's on the other side of that trade like your your bank isn't out to catch you out in any way, but they're just going, well, if you want that stability, you want that certainty of what that repayment is, you have to pay us for the extra risk that we're taking on board mm-hmm. there. And I think that's the, the, the last piece of this I've been thinking about is that um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying here that you shouldn't fix rates because, because rates stay low. Obviously, in the last few years, rates have been low. There is no reason that interest rates can't continue to go down but there's also no reason rates can't go back up to mm. huge amounts. So I'm not saying don't fix your rates because I think that it's not a market call by me on where things no. are going. I'm just making a statement around on average, the variable loan is going to be cheaper than, yes. than the fixed loan. And yeah, it's, you- a, it's, a, it's a good point to point out we are not saying we can predict the future yeah. at all. No. And, and, and no. Yeah, you, could, you could fix in right now and yeah. you could win yeah. out of that equation. That's right. You could fix in, and you could lose out of the equation. Yeah. What you're saying, and what we are saying, is that is oh, that gosh. the if if you take a hundred people, yeah, and a hundred of them are fixing in, yeah, interest rates over various terms, um, more of those people than not are be. going to lose out of that equation. Exactly right. Over the next period of time. Yeah. And I guess the one final thought before we wrap up is where I've heard people. Uh, mortgage brokers or, or people in the industry where I've heard them recommend you should fix your rates is for example people who where your budget is really tight and you know you can only just meet your repayments and they kind of go well it doesn't matter if on average you'd be better off um, 
because you, if, if rates go up by half percent, you won't be able to meet your mortgage repayments. What I would say to that is that if, you, if your budget is so tight that a half a percent rise in, in interest rates is, is going to wipe you out, you just shouldn't be taking on that much debt in the first place. Mm. It, this is a big one that we've seen with um, young, more, more so with younger couples that are borrowing 95% of the value of their property and they, they've only just got enough spare cash like every, every week to make the mortgage repayments and they, they sort of feel like they have to fix the interest rates because otherwise if it goes up, they won't be able to meet it. They just shouldn't be buying that property in the first place. It's a strange one for me because the they'll be twenty seven years of age yep. and they'll they'll lock themselves into that yep. and they'll fix as they can't afford yes. any change to their income. Yep. But but then they'll they'll also tell you in three years' time they want to have a baby. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, well that's that's gonna be a big yep. disruption yes. to it's gonna be more yeah. um an increase to your to your expenses. Yeah. And 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 a, and a drop in revenue. Mm. Um so so yeah, maybe you rethink how much you're actually borrowing in this in, in this situation. That's right, and I think that's the the point. You know, for obviously that's relevant for younger younger people, but even for people in their fifties, you have got to have that same attitude of if if you're approaching retirement and your your cash. You know, we've spent a lot of time in all these podcasts talking about how valuable it is to have some free cash flow available mm-hmm. to make these contributions into super and to build up your build up your retirement savings. If your budget is so tight that a change in interest rates is not, you're not going to be able to meet your loan repayments. I would question whether you can actually afford the the loan that you have, and that's you know, we've talked about this a lot in in the past about potentially down. You know, if you've if you've got so much house that all of your all of your cash flow is going towards the mortgage repayments, maybe you've got too much house. Maybe mm. you should be downsizing at that point in time, trying to free up some of that. Trying to get rid of some of that debt, free up a bit of cash flow to either put into super or get rid of the rest of the debt, rather than trying to scrape through. Because again, there's an end in sight. Like you said, with the young couple, that in three years' time they won't have a baby. What, what are they going to do then? If you're 55 now and and you've got a relatively high home loan balance, and you think, well, we want to work for another five or ten years. Unless you are going to be able to squash that loan over the next ten years, you are going to get to retirement and have some have some debt left over. So, fixing your rate for three years doesn't really solve the bigger issue of how am I actually going to get rid of this debt in in future. And you may have a plan for it, and and if you do, fantastic. But if you've got a plan to get rid of the debt anyway, then why not pick up the cost saving on the mm. variable bit on the way through? But yeah, I think that's that's sort of the other part of it to me is that yeah, you know, some people find themselves in a situation that's um, yeah, they might have taken on debt at a time when their income was higher, and it was easy to meet that. And now things have changed; and their incomes dropped, and they sort of everything feels very tight, and they they have so much debt that they need they feel like they need to fix that interest rate. I would say that that's a short term fix to a long term problem there, mm. and you really need to look at the underlying cause of how much debt have I got versus how much spare cash have I got, and and is there another way that I can solve this problem rather than just fixing my rate? Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.